standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus, and I'm Stephen Callus, your host. Welcome to According to Callus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, it is Freedom Friday. For those of you that have been here for more than a couple episodes, you know I'm a fan of alliteration. I like my titles to <laughs> follow suit. So this is going to be episode 482, as I said, our Freedom Friday, coming to you on the 25th of August, 2023. And as always, you can do me a favor. You can help me help you get the word out, like, share, subscribe, and follow this here program. Come and join me on your favorite social media. I have a page and a group on Facebook. I visit over at Gab. I visit at MeWe. And as long as they'll have me, these audio files do show up on YouTube as just that, an audio file. At some point, when I have the time, I'm going to upgrade. I I have lots of things I would like to do, but honestly, I'm just so stinking busy this summer. I'm lucky to get my podcast out and on time. Uh, clearly wasn't yesterday and after missing Wednesday, (laughs) boy, (laughs) uh, not a great week, not a great week for putting a show out, but I am back. I'm here. Let's get it on. It is freedom Friday. Okay. First and foremost, I want you to know that I actually prefer the term Liberty. Now, if you've ever had a chance to listen to JC Hall, that's Chris Ann Hall's husband. I'm going to paraphrase. Basically, freedom is you have an opportunity to do what you want. There's no restrictions. Liberty is you put some self-control, you put some self-limitations on that freedom, right? You you recognize you have a responsibility. They talk about the idea historically of what's best for the community, what what's what's best for the greater good, right? Who benefits the most, right? There's all sorts of different philosophies. Many of them look at ways to restrict freedom, restrict liberty. They, they want to be in control. If you pay attention to what's going on around us, almost everything is about control. What do I mean? How do I explain? Well, I like to talk to my wife. She's a very smart, well-educated, pretty well-adjusted woman and she has no problem keeping me in line when we discuss various things that are going on a constant reframe that i come up to is the idea is it's all about control and if you if you take a step back right if you get over the the panic or if you get over the disgust or you get over whatever it is that is emotionally manipulating you, right? Your your instant gut reaction. If you think about it, almost everything they do, those that are in power, is about controlling you, me, we the people. They see us as sheep. They see us as cattle. They, they want us to be their worker bees and do as they say. And when we don't, now we just need to go away. Now, you may say, but Callus, there's no evidence of that. Callus, nobody believes that. That's not true. You're exaggerating. That's some kind of conspiracy nonsense. Okay, fine. Let's play a little game. Did you think they would shut the world down for a bad flu? Did you think that they would shut states down because some people got sick? 
Did you think they would make you wear something over your face so you could go outside of your house? Did you think they would arrest people for not wearing that? Did you think that they would forcibly curfew people in to their own homes and then try and mandate what they could and could not do in their own homes? Okay, so now that I've got your attention, let's come to the realization that almost everything that is done is with the furtherance of the goals of restricting you, taking away your liberty, your freedoms. They don't like it. And when I say they, I mean those that are in control. George Carlin said it's a big club and you ain't in it. I have no reason to doubt him. You know, I come to the realization over time that there are a lot of what I would call old school Democrats, right? They believed that the unions were looking out for them, the little guy. And maybe back in the day they did. They believed in fair play. They, they believed in the even playing field. Many of them believed that there was evidence to suggest that people are mistreated because of who their parents were, or how they speak. Again, logical conclusion. Many of them just wanted to be left alone. They were okay paying their taxes. They just didn't want their lives run for them. They wanted to be able to decide what was best for them and their family and where they put their kids in school. Fast forward 60 years to now. That's basically the argument you get out of most Republicans. So what changed? The Republicans largely felt the same way back then. They largely feel the same way now. So I'm at a I'm at an impasse here, right? Because Brian McClanahan has multiple times pointed out that the Republicans are nothing more than progressives of the 1890s. I want you to think about that. May, maybe they're the progressives of the of the mid 1900s. Hmm? Think about it. Very few people, with the exception of uh, I guess some uh, Andrean objectivists and some libertarians and of course, the anarchists, see government as the enemy. Very few people recognize that those that are holding the wheels and the controls of power see you as an impediment to them getting more power. You see, when you exercise your liberty, your freedom, when when you expressly demand your freedoms, they see you as a threat. They see you as a problem. They see you as that nail that needs to be pounded down. Why is that? What is the fear about? Is it is it they really fear that some little old guy in McKinney, Texas is a giant threat to their system? No, I doubt it. And, and just case in point, no, I haven't gotten a visit from one of the alphabet soup agencies yet. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they don't fear anything until it becomes a problem for them. They will tolerate a whole lot. They print or I don't want to say this. They preach tolerance of everything 
except for questioning them, except for questioning the narrative, except for demanding liberty and freedom from their control. I mean, do you think it's a little odd that all of a sudden we start celebrating perversion of all types? Do you think it's a little odd that somehow history, society, and, oh, I don't know, science got flipped on its head and now suddenly a man can become a woman? Or we can't define what a woman is? And we've got an actual person on the highest court in the land that can't easily state what a woman is. Now, I know why she did it. It was for political reasons. And and a little part of me understands that and kind of snickers that that question even came up. But the fact that she wasn't willing to say, well, you know, I could answer this one of three ways. Uh, Biblically, that was uh, Eve, right? Created from Adam. And uh, there was his helpmate, his partner. Uh, Historically, women raise babies. Because they contain wombs and they give births through a birth canal and they feed them with their breasts. That's what a woman is. Now, not all women can give birth or care for babies because of various other things. But as by design, that's it. Or you could say scientifically, uh, if you have an XY chromosome, you're a male. If you have two X chromosomes, you're a female. Now, there might be some other mm, genetic abnormalities or anomalies in there. But by and large, 98% of all people born are either XX and XY, or XY, excuse me. There are very few that fall outside of that. But no, no, we couldn't even get that. Why is that? I heard somebody uh, today uh, on a podcast I was listening to, and he theorized that the reason why we have such a growth in transgenderism or... mm, let's call it other than cisgenders, right? Is because there's a whole lot of white kids, millennials, particularly women, that realize that they are seen as oppressors. They are seen as being the cause of problems and they can't stand that. So they have to find something in order to escape the narrative that they're oppressors. Well, I'm non-binary. I'm non-conforming. I'm this, I'm that. They come up with this stuff as an excuse. Now, this is this guy's theory. It sounds plausible, but it could just be that this is an allowable deviation, right? You're not allowed to deviate by saying, well, no, actually, I don't want to partake in that medical experiment. I No, actually, I don't want to cover my face You're not allowed to think that or say that out loud. You're not allowed to question the narrative. But hey, you can pretend that you're not a female or that you're not a male. And guess what? We'll even let you go compete in sports. Because, well, you know, that's just a way of proving that men are better than women at everything, including being women. I mean, that's the argument, isn't it? Oh, you you think that's an overreach or I'm being rude. Well, no, I don't actually think any of that. But that's what's out there. You got to ask yourself, why do we tolerate it? Why do we pretend this is good, normal, or celebrate it? I don't know. Other than it destroys community. It destroys mutual respect. It destroys the culture. Because we're so much easier to control and manipulate when we're fighting amongst ourselves. It's all about control. 
Do you think they really give a rip about the miles per gallon? Do you? Do you think they're really concerned about the oceans rising? No, it's about controlling you and I. There are rules for thee and rules for we. Do you think it's at all interesting that all these people that are lecturing us on a daily basis travel around the world in great big jets, ride around in yachts, are rich behind or beyond our wildest imaginations, yet we're supposed to just, I don't know, give up refrigeration. You will eat not eating meat. You must subsist on bugs. Learn to live with it. Okay, yeah, that's a really bad imitation. But look, I I find it increasingly odd that nobody has caught on to the fact that the guys that are promoting all this stuff are Germans. They're modern-day fascists. Some would say Nazis. And we're not supposed to notice this. We're not supposed to draw the correlation here. Never mind that the Russians, the former communist Russians, the Russians that are basically still socialists, but have tied into the uh, Orthodox Church and put on a good show, but they actually love their country. They look out for their people, but they're terrible too. I mean, they control everybody there, but they're pushing back about these against these monsters. These people that want you to eat bugs and not own a house and not drive anywhere and live in a little hovel. Meanwhile, they rule over us all like emperors. So no, try and tell me it's not about control. Let's bring it down a level here, right? We've talked about the world. We've talked about the federal government and what, what they're up to. And then they impress that upon the state, right? So we've got cities, Austin and Houston in particular, that don't think you should be able to have meat. Now, I'm not sure how they're going to stop that, how they're going to prevent that. Uh, I'm not sure why anybody will want to continue to live in Houston with Houston's background knowing that some moron is in charge of the city that says, well, we're just not going to have meat. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that something like that would happen in Austin because, you know, they've been proud about being weird for at least 25 years. And we can shrug it off and say, well, it's the San Francisco of Texas. Who expects more? But those are the same morons and nut jobs that basically are pushing our state legislature to do things because they're there year round and the legislature is afraid of them. You ought to be really concerned. Now, look, I'm not sure how much of this is actually going to happen in the state of Texas, but I'm here to tell you the governor, Greg, he hasn't found any tyrannical thing. He said no to yet. Give him an excuse. Declare an emergency. We can do whatever we want and I'll just keep perpetuating as long as it's convenient for me. Oh, the heck with the legislator. They don't need to do anything. And besides, I already control what they're going to do anyway. Really? Is that what it's come down to? I mean, the one wild card in the bunch, Sid Miller, you know, they had to basically try and tank him so that he would be no threat. I mean, they've taken out the other threat, Ken Paxton. I mean, who's left at the statewide level that actually cares anything about liberty or anything about individual rights or anything about freedom? I'm at a loss. I can't think of one. Now, okay, look, that's not fair. We got Bob Hall, the number one senator. 
You got maybe two or three other senators, including my own Angela Paxton, that are pretty darn solid. Not perfect, mind you, but solid. You've got, mm, what, four, five Texas House reps that care about anything concerning liberty and freedom? I don't know. I guess it depends on how much of the bribe they got from the speaker this last go round, now, doesn't it? Now, let's look at how this translates further down. Hey, Dallas, how did you like that last lockdown? Hmm? Oh, they won't arrest people that for stealing things unless it's over $750. But you weren't allowed to go out of your house unless you covered your face. This objectified ideal of liberty and freedom it's pesky, isn't it? It won't go away. We humans, some of us at least, actually like it and want it and demand it. How dare us? But yes, the county judge down in Dallas, he doesn't care. He's got a couple million people in that county and uh, who cares? Stay home, cover your face, go ahead and steal. None of it matters because quite frankly, I'm not going to preserve property. I'm not going to protect the general public. We just want you to follow our rules. We can arbitrarily enforce them and declare them because, you know, it's an emergency now, right? You got a DA that refuses to do their job. A sheriff. Well, I don't even know that the sheriff knows what their job is. I don't know anymore because I quit following Dallas because it's such a mess. Nothing makes me feel like it's going to be significantly better in uh, Houston. I mean, what is that, Travis County there? Hey, well, you don't need meat. I mean, we already know Austin's a basket case. Bear County, I mean, Bear County actually has maybe some surviving conservative Democrats down there. I mean, people that actually don't go for all this crazy stuff. They actually have some value of liberty and freedom. Maybe. Well, first of all, guys, you're in the wrong party. I mean, the Democrats sold you out decades ago, but if you're going to come to the Republican Party, buckle up because we got the battle going on here right now. Probably 20% of our party doesn't give a rip. They just want to make their money and they'll punish everybody that gets in their way. Okay, I, I can deal with that. Got an establishment on both sides, right? They they play everybody against the middle. Okay, fine. That's But the majority of us, we have some appreciation for individual liberty. We we actually like the idea of freedom. We will defend it. We'll stand for it. We're excited about Independence Day. We like Texas Independence Day. We'll even celebrate Cinco de Mayo when the Mexicans beat the Spaniards in a war or a battle because we like it. We want to celebrate it. We got plenty of Tejanos and Texians that are still here in modern Texas. They are already excited about the idea of repeating 1836. You knew it was going to come up, right? And that's just at the state level. We've talked a little bit about the local dealing with Dallas County, but let me ask you, if your county judge decides to lock you down, tells you you can't go to work, tells you you can't take care of your family, tells you you can't leave your house, tells you how you're going to dress when you do, mandates that you get certain medical procedures done, 
How else would you describe that other than tyranny? And it makes no difference if it's your county judge or the governor. Now, let me tell you, I don't advocate violence. I don't think that's going to win the day. As a matter of fact, I think it's what they're trying to goad us into doing. Look at January 6th. But at what point do we say enough is enough? Now, Chris Ann Hall often speaks about you should do peaceful noncompliance. Yeah, that's okay. I'm going to pass. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, no, I'm not going to cause you trouble. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to obey. That's great. I mean, that's a bare minimum that we all should be doing when you've got an unconstitutional, blatant abuse of power being forced upon you. You need to just say no. And yeah, I, I feel like I'm repeating stuff from two years ago. You know, I talked about the idea that Nancy Reagan said, hey, if you want to fight the drug war, you just need to say no. Just say no. Okay, well, that's great. And uh, Aunt Nancy probably should have taken some of her own advice towards the later end of her years. I get it. But look, when you uh, when you get in a bad way and you need your pills so you can function, I get it. I get it. I know old people. I respect them. They've put in a life's work. Don't give it, Don't get on their cases too hard. <laughs> but look. If you're 20 some years old and you can't function out throughout the day without two or three doses of Adderall and a little uh, Mary Jane to calm down at night, there's something wrong with you. I'd like to, I'd like to know what, what could make your life so terrible that you have to do that to yourself? I mean, look, I have, I have friends that, well, I shouldn't say friends. I have acquaintances that feel like they can't function unless they've got several drinks in them at the end of the night. How's that any different? Are you doing yourself any favors? And, and look, I'm not beating these people up. I'm just saying you're limiting your own liberty and freedom. I mean, because God forbid you get in a car after you've had two drinks in less than an hour because now you're drunk. And because you're drunk, we're going to fine you, take away your money, take away your car, and basically destroy your entire life if you get caught. Do you want to gamble like that? I sure don't. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a drinker by nature. I mean one drink and I'm done. I, I don't need anything more. And it's occasional, but hey, I don't hate anybody. You, If you want to have a nice, relaxing, old-fashioned with me sometime, come on, let's do it. Because we still have a free enough country that we can go and have a beverage. But hey, guess what? 100 years ago, not the case. As a matter of fact, right here in downtown McKinney, we have a place that celebrates the idea that we once had a prohibition or you weren't allowed to drink alcohol. How funny is that? Oh, and in case you're wondering, yes, just now, just now, this last year, it became legal to sell liquor in McKinney in bottles. Now, look, I didn't have a problem with the dry county. I didn't have a problem with the dry city. A little silly, a little ridiculous, but okay, whatever. I'll drive the next town over. No big deal. I, I didn't have to get my drink on that bad. I still don't. Don't care. But... You know, I grew up in the city of Milwaukee, or I shouldn't say that, just outside of the city of Milwaukee, and there were literally liquor stores on the corner, and nobody thought anything about it. The The beer depot in my hometown was also the candy store. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times my dad said, hey, uh, Stephen, take those uh, 12 eight-packs of uh, Diet Coke back up and bring me back a new fresh one. Okay, Dad. That's when you could still get Coke in bottles that were glass and returnable. But that's the world we live in, right? 
It's funny, in the Midwest, you could uh, go to the corner store and get yourself a fifth of whatever. Nobody thought anything of it. Now, you don't want to be driving like that. Certainly don't want to be standing on the corner all tipsy because, you know, they'll get you for that. But nobody thought anything about it. Nothing to see here. So I wonder, why is it in the state of Wisconsin, we had more liberty in that situation. But I come to Texas, we have far more liberty, less taxes, but you couldn't go to the corner and buy a a bottle of something. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's because people value different pieces of their liberty different. People, they espouse and protect different freedoms first and foremost. So like right now, there's a large number of women out there that are very, very concerned that they won't be able to kill their baby. Never mind the fact that they don't have sex, they won't get pregnant. Never mind the fact that they have pills that prevent that, which I have my own questions about, but let's just go along for the ride here. They have other prophylactics which are readily available that prevent you from getting pregnant. But if all that fails and you should happen to get yourself pregnant, you can take a pill which will, you know, prevent the thing from being implanted. You know, you wouldn't want to have that tumor growing in you, right? I mean, this is the way people think now. We don't even value life. And we can't figure out why we don't value liberty and freedom. I think at the end of the day, it comes to misplaced priorities. It comes to a lack of principles. It comes to a destruction of the family and the community and the culture. Yeah, that's all true. But none of that happens unless you're not in touch with your creator. If you know God, if you know, if you're, if you're an adherent of Christianity, I challenge you. Find a way you can justify doing all the things that are, that I've talked about. I don't, I don't think you can. Now I know some people have, but I mean, legitimately, I don't think you can. Paul cautions you about that, right? Just because things are permissible doesn't mean it's profitable, right? It shouldn't be that hard. But if you're not going to value liberty, you're not going to value freedom, why would we expect that you'd value family? Why would we expect that you have any culture that isn't destructive? Why would we expect that, I don't know, that you care about civilization? I have my doubts. But at the end of the day, we, we come to the idea that we must have freedom, right? We fight for freedom. One of my favorite things that, uh, you know, I like to think about is the five freedoms or the five liberties that are protected by the First Amendment. First and foremost being the freedom of speech. The idea of freedom of speech is that government can't stop you. The government can't persuade you or make you not say certain things. But we've now elevated the game to where government partners with private organizations to have them do it for them. If you've ever uh, taken the time out to look into Operation Mockingbird, I think that's the right one, right? Basically talks about how the CIA co-opted all the news networks early on. That all the broadcast people are 
basically stooges for our government. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? Everything you see and hear is controlled. Oh, wait, you didn't expect that? I did. Because again, it comes down to the idea that everything is about control. Nothing special, nothing unique. It's just basic control. We want to manipulate and control and moderate and force you into taking certain actions. Myself, I imagine I'm rather predictable. I imagine that, God forbid, there's somebody actually tasked with looking into me to make sure I don't get too far astray or whatever, or I don't get too many followers. Got to make sure he doesn't get more than 5,000 listeners a week, whatever. I could be imagining it, but is it unrealistic? I mean, the Stasi was awesome at their time frame of with all the things that they could do and abuse people in their mm, control. The KGB, much the same way. And they both learned from the Nazis. Funny how that works, isn't it? And I'm sure the Nazis learned from somebody. But right now, here in these United States, we have the most effective control ever. And we're a part of it. And we don't even see it. So on this Friday, if you value your freedom, you need to take a pause and consider. Why are they doing this? Why are they controlling me? What are they limiting? Why are they pushing me to do one thing or the other? Sad to say, but you should almost always assume that they're not looking out for you, that they don't care about you. As a matter of fact, they see you as an impediment to their control. If you value your freedom, if you value your liberty, you've got to take time to set aside and just pay attention to what's going on around you and look at it with new eyes, with fresh eyes and be unafraid to talk to somebody that disagrees with you politically. Be unafraid to talk about the possibility that we're all being lied to all the time. But it's Friday. So we're supposed to end on a happy note. And all I can say is they aren't winning yet. There's still a whole lot of us and too few of them. And while they might have the levers of control, we are the dog and they are but the tail. We just need to remember that and we just need to act like it. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.